I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. We have a few days left to make up our mind. Fill out your mail-in ballot or make arrangements to visit the polls. Have you made up your mind yet? No, not yet. I still have to, ma- I still have to mail my ballot in as well. We're going to spend the next half hour speaking to the two candidates running to represent Utah's 4th Congressional District. There has been a little bit of back and forth in the media via press conference and tweet and statements. And I just wanted to get to the bottom of of something. We're going to talk about issues as well. We're going to start the conversation with Burgess Owens, who joins me now. Uh, Mr. Owens, first, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the opportunity, for sure. Sure. Uh, b- before we get into issues, I want to take a, just a quick moment to deal with something that's come up between your camp and the McAdams team. I'm going to play some audio of you, sir, last night on uh, Laura Ingram's program, and I'd like to get to, to get your response to that. And I have a little uh, news flash, and this is kind of gives an idea where our country is at this point. About an hour before coming to the show, we got an uh, email from uh, Deseret News, a major newslet, uh, outlet here, that they're actually ceasing our advertisement five, five days and two uh, before, uh, uh, before the, the uh, election, and they decided to pull our ads. I have no idea why. I want to get into the, the details of, of your interactions with the Deseret News, but first let me ask you, what was the message you were trying to communicate with the ad? It was actually a history of my opponent. Uh, you know, this is, and by the way, I'd like for everybody who's listening, if you have any, any interest in what my stance are or anything that's been coming out uh, on the media, uh, please go to Burgess for Utah backslash facts. And what, what I think our, uh, Utahns actually expect is fairness and honesty. And, and at the end of the day, the ad was, was highlighting uh, there's a history, there's things that we need to be talking about in terms of the, the record, the actual record of my opponent. Uh, so far, it's been such a negative process. Ninety-five percent of the ads have been just negative, what was highlighting, highlighting things that, that are not true. But here's, here's the thing. Unless we get a chance to talk about the policies, Utahns don't know exactly where we stand. So my ad was actually there to point out a, a few things uh, that, uh, that I think is important that, that our, that our, that our uh, constituents, uh, potential constituents, have a chance to, to know about. The, the ad claimed that he, was un- that he was at one time under investigation by the, the FBI. Was it fair to was it fair knowing that the FBI later via a spokesman uh, said that there was no evidence of wrongdoing ultimately? What was it was it fair and do you think uh, appropriate to have just the words that he was at one time under investigation? Does I that think communicate that's, that's, the, just as, that's just as fair uh, because it's true. But what what he's uh, when you go into my ads in terms of uh, setting up bombs down in southern uh, southern Utah 
or um, what is the other things? Uh, the litany of things that they're pointing out that have not been fair, not been true. And that's why, again, I ask people to go to BurgessForUtah.com backslash facts. And you see exactly what, what the $10 million that uh, the Pelosi PAC has put into this event to make sure that we cannot get the message of what we stand for. And, and Lee, this is the key. We're now talking about things still yet. Have we not talked about things like what do we stand on, on, on life? What do we stand on education? What do we stand on faith? How about how about, how about the, the business ownerships, the business owners that we have here and their needs is coming out of the issues they are coming out of? Those things have not been talked about for months. Because in, instead of doing that, my opponent has put millions of dollars into trying to keep me on the defense. What I'm saying is this. We now have a page that deals with every single issue that's been brought up. It's very obvious, very obvious you'll see who's being honest, who's being fair. And what happened uh, with Desiree News pulling out advertisements was not fair at all. Five, months, five days into the, uh, into the uh, before election, then all of a sudden we're not able to get our message out. I don't, that's not a Utah that's not that's not the way we, we, we operate here. So yeah. I think it's I think it's very good that we're talking about this, and I think it's uh, it's good that he, that he answers to uh, any of the issues that we've been bringing up. The Deseret News put out a statement saying that they had ceased uh, taking advertising, or rather they had not ceased taking advertising from your campaign or any other political candidate, and that throughout the campaign season that the Deseret News has repeatedly run advertising from both uh, your campaign and that of. Uh, Congressman McAdams, and that the advertisements posted this week, the one we've just described uh, on Deseret.com on behalf of uh, your campaign, fell short of the advertising standards. On Laura Ingram's program, on, yeah. <laughs> on Laura Ingram's program, you, you you said that there was a, a certain measure of uh, you, you you were caught off guard, uh, and that it happened very suddenly. Absolutely, we were caught off guard because the, we were told. I found out an hour before I came to the show. We had not set up any time to even discuss it. Uh, they had, they had also actually mentioned in the email that they wouldn't mind looking at getting re, getting us a refund. So they had already made a decision, and we, they would give us an opportunity to talk at some point. We had not set up the time to to talk about it. But this is five days before the election. This is the most important time to get the message out for those who are not knowledgeable of what's going on. And they want to now take days for us to figure out. And by the way, they said it was taken, taken down because of artwork. Now, what does that mean? I have no idea. But at the end of the day, it, 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 it impacts my, my, my messaging, and it does not impact uh, my opponents who's been putting together falsehoods for months. Nothing. The things he's been talking about it could be very easily fact-checked. But yet they've been running it. Nobody's, nobody's pulled it off. Nobody's asked some questions about it. Where's the media? Where's the media when it comes down to asking him the hard questions? So far, that's, been, that's one of my most disappointing processes of being a Utahan. I just didn't know that, this is the, that it could work this way here in Utah. Well, we believe me, in being fair and honest. Let, and let so let's make out. sure that both, account, both people are being pulled to the carpet and asked the, the tough questions. McAdams has not been done. That has not happened with McAdams yet. Well, l- let me just let you know and listeners know that uh, immediately following our conversation here, we're going to take a commercial break. And then following that break, I'll be speaking with Ben McAdams and asking him equally rigorous questions. So uh, you rest assured that uh, everyone's getting fair treatment here on this program. And I appreciate that, Lee. I really do. Well, what you, what you might want to start off is asking him, how can you continue to put out the falsehoods that he's put out and feel no shame? Let's talk, let's talk about you. Uh, let, let's, set, uh, let's set your opponent aside for the duration of our conversation. We just have a few minutes left. I, I told a number of people that you and I would be speaking, and uh, I, I was looking for you know, some, some guidance and some tips on, on what to discuss with you uh, about the issues, what's important to, to Utahns, uh, specifically in the 4th District. And I have to admit, by and large, the, the question that came was uh, to, to get you to, to once and for all uh, clear up your position uh, on QAnon, on that <laughs> idea and that belief. And so take, okay, take sure. just a moment, uh, be clear, yeah. and then we'll get on to the issues at <laughs> hand. Absolutely. 
uh, I denounced that. And let me ask you this. Please ask my, my opponent, does he denounce Antifa? Does he announce, denounce uh, Planned Parenthood, who gives him 100 percent rating? Does he denounce uh, defunding the police? Or how about uh, Omar, the, the uh, AOC plus three, who are anti-Semitic in their, in their views? Please ask him those questions, because I want him to denounce that as well as, 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 well as, as I have denounced QAnon. Uh, and, and I will say this about QAnon. I, I don't, the one thing I do know, whether it be uh, uh, Tim Ballard, Tim uh, Tebow, the president, anybody who looks at looking into the child trafficking, which we put together a program on my website to make Utah the first traffic-free state in the union, anyone who discusses that is some kind of way called by the left. It's only come from the left, QAnon. Now, now again, we, we, we're not talking about uh, uh, Antifa. We're not talking about the, the damage that BLM has done, Dot Inc. has done to black businesses, black lives in the last last few months. But they really focus on this one issue. So at the end of the day, I defund, I, I denounce that totally. And I now want you to ask my my opponent if he denounced those things I just asked: Antifa, right. Planned Parenthood, and um, and. Uh, uh, and defunding the police. All right. Uh, b- before you go, I want to ask you one of the questions I asked the very first time you and I had an opportunity to speak, and it is uh, 100% issues-based, and it is in the hypothetical scenario you are able to uh, earn sufficient <coughs> votes from the voters. You make your way to Washington. On day one, uh, what will be your first legislative effort? What will you do uh, to to change U.S. law to either enhance it or roll back regulation? What will you do on Lee, day what a good one? question. What a good question, Lee. First of all, um, I believe that no matter what our rights might be, how free our country we, we think it might be, ignorant and free can never be. And that's Thomas Jefferson. We need to, we need to deal with the educational process. We've had decades in which our, our people, our young people, not been taught our free market. They've been, they, they go through college and they come out hating our country in debt with, with a degree doesn't mean a thing. And they come out uh, uh, not being willing to stand for our flag. So education has to, has to be, be the very, very front. Teach now history. Teach what we the people have done together. What we've done together, we should be very proud of. The fact I grew up in systemic racism in the 60s, I can tell you firsthand, it is not present today. When we are electing a black president, or I can run for, 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 for Congress, or we have billionaires across our country that are making money that doesn't no matter what the color might be. So that would be the very first thing. And I, I would also say that the, the next, right underneath that, is working for, against trafficking. We need, that's a stain on our, on our soul. If we don't deal with the trafficking issue and stop putting it into a conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy issue, everything time it comes up. We're having children that are being trafficked. We have adults that are being enslaved around, our wor- around the world, and we're standing here talking about things that really nobody even knows about, to be honest with you. So at the end of the day, uh, those are the things, the first two things that will deal with education, um, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the trafficking, and then allowing small businesses to do what they do best, bring our economy back. They should be the next yeah. uh, frontline heroes that we, that we talk about a reward and teach our young people how they should grow up to be small business owners, entrepreneurship, uh, and, and building their dreams big time. Mr. Owens, I have to let that stand. Uh, thank you for your time. Thanks for the conversation. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, uh, Congressman Ben McAdams running to retain his seat against Burgess Owens. We'll have a conversation with the congressman next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. And this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We have for the past little while been discussing the race 
in Utah's 4th Congressional District. And a little bit of full disclosure here. Interestingly, I had uh, the, the two candidates booked for very different topics to discuss uh, very different things here during this half hour of the program. And it was uh, not until just this morning I became aware of, uh, well, first, a press conference hosted by uh, Representative McAdams. We'll speak to him about that in just a moment. And also uh, the the issue from which that conference stemmed, a, uh, a piece of advertising which was purchased by his his competitor uh, and challenger, Burgess Owens, which for a time ran in the Deseret News, but was then taken down, and that has kind of led to some back and forth between the Owens camp and the Deseret News, and we'll see how that all sorts out. But uh, uh, the, what, what I can't help but notice is that, uh, similar to what I mentioned earlier, uh, in Formula One, there's a silly season. Uh, so, too, is that the case uh, in, in elections, especially uh, elections of very, very high stakes, that in the days and weeks leading up to Election Day, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, anyway, just to, to get to the bottom of things uh, and to, to sort some stuff out and understand where we stand here, uh, Ben McAdams has joined us. But I'll tell you that we're going to be speaking today about a piece of legislation of his uh, and an effort of his dealing with nuclear weapons. That's the, the purpose of this conversation. But but I just have to, Congressman McAdams, ask you first about this press conference you hosted this morning. Uh, you see that alongside your uh, wife made some uh, some 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 points today addressing claims made against you by your challenger Burgess Owens. Uh, there are precious few days and hours ahead of Election Day. Why dedicate the time and resources to responding the way you did this morning? Well, yeah, thank you, Lee. I, I think we're we were disturbed, and you know, uh, the Deseret News took down an advertisement by Burgess Owens because it was false. And this isn't the first time other ads for Burgess Owens have been pulled off the air because they are false and misleading. And, you know, uh, look, politics is, is especially a, a tough campaign. They're not a lot of fun, but uh, there's a difference between hard hitting and, and lying. And what's, what's, what we've seen repeatedly from the Owens campaign is lies and, and deception and misrepresentation. And I think it's really unfortunate. So this was the latest in, in a series of uh, of false advertising by the Owens campaign, and and he's upset because he's being held accountable to to telling the truth. And when when an advertisement is is false and and attacking the integrity, uh, falsely attacking my integrity, I'm happy to see it pulled off the air. And and dedicating time, uh, gathering the media together, uh, joining w- with your wife, and discussing that that was that was a necessary move here this morning. Yeah, I think it was important for people to see that it's misleading. And again, he, he distorts my record. It's uh, up is down and down is up. You know, I, I heard his comments from, from your show earlier. You know, I stood two months ago, I stood with law enforcement and, and the sheriff and called for increasing police funding. But he says I want to defund police funding. He talks, you know, he talks about um, what, what he characterizes as negative campaigning and, and misrepresentations on both sides. But I'll, I'll be honest, I, I know that our advertisements have been hard hitting, but they're truthful. You know, they're in his own words. These are things that are on his website. These are things that he's saying. And uh, Mr. Owens wants to have it both ways. He wants to go to fringe internet groups and uh, and Facebook groups and otherwise and say one thing, and then not be not be accountable for the decisions he makes and the and the words he speaks uh, in in this campaign. And and you know, I think voters deserve to know where both candidates stand on the issues. And the reality is Mr. Owens has, in his own words, supporting resuming, supported resuming nuclear weapons testing in our backyard. He has supported for years repealing the protections for people with pre-existing conditions. You know, I, I think these are things that the voters need to know about when they're taking into account uh, who they're going to vote for in this election and, and not simply 
the the misleading ads from Mr. Owens, the the lies that are taken off the air because it violates uh, media standards and it it isn't true. In just a moment, I want to get I want to get to that question of nuclear testing and some work that you are engaged in right now in, in Congress. But last campaign question I want to ask you uh, has to do with the FEC investigation uh, right now into campaign finance on the part of uh, Mr. Owens. Two years ago, a very similar investigation was launched against your uh, then opponent, Mia Love. Uh, it was uh, it was reported uh, here on this station and elsewhere that uh, that you had some 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 relationships with those in the organization that filed uh, the complaint two years ago, the Alliance for Better Utah. Uh, I, my understanding is that the alliance uh, didn't do any filing of any complaints this year. Uh, and so just to clear uh, clear this up, may I ask you, did you have anything to do with the investigation the FEC is currently engaged in against uh, Mr. Owens? Look, the law is clear. And, uh, and there, I, I'm not aware of any investigation. I do know that the media has reported and it's you know, it, it only came out in his financial report of, of a, 10 days ago or so. So it, it's new to all of us, but that he has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars in excess of, of the limit. And the law is clear. Me and my campaign, we follow the law. And I think we would expect Burgess Owens to, to follow the same rules. We are, um, ex, you know, ex, expecting the Federal Elections Commission will do their job and hold him accountable to the law and uh, and to refund contributions that he accepts in excess of of the limits. And, and I think that the voters should expect the same. The candidates uh, obey the rules, rules that are intended to keep the uh, influence of money out of politics. And, uh, and, and look, I, I think that's a, a standard we should hold all of our elected officials to, to simply follow the law and not break the law and, uh, and be honest uh, in, in their dealings with, uh, with campaign dollars. So to be clear, you haven't you haven't filed anything uh, with the FCC? No, we, have, we, we haven't. We, we found out about it just 10 days ago when when he filed his reports and, and, you know, that's what the news KSL and Deseret news and Salt Lake Tribune and others have been reporting. And um, we've been right now focused on getting our message out to voters, but I think it is uh, concerning to me to see that he has uh, seemed to ignore the law and believe the rules don't apply to him. Sure. Uh, Okay. The National Defense Authorization Act. You are working on something to be included in that. That's essentially the defense authorization bill uh, that would block funding for explosive nuclear weapons testing. Tell me about this. Yeah, so you've got two two, uh, pieces of legislation right now. The House defense bill that includes my amendment that prohibits the use of any money for resuming nuclear weapons testing. There's uh, similar legislation in the Senate that sets aside millions of dollars to to restart nuclear weapons testing. And so these two bills, the House bill and the Senate bill, have to be reconciled. And uh, what I am pushing forward just uh, yesterday, sent a letter to the appropriators uh, reiterating my stance that we, in the negotiations between the House and the Senate, hold firm on, on that particular sentence that would prohibit the resumption of nuclear weapons testing. I think it is alarming to me that those monies are set aside in the Senate bill and uh, and I hope that in the final negotiations we're able to keep that out and uh, and, and settle this conversation for now that uh, we will not go down that path again. Too many Utahns have died. It's been dangerous and harmful to our state, and it's something that I'm going to fight with everything I've got uh, to stop Utah from being downwind from a new round of nuclear weapons tests. Do you think the conference committee or the the negotiators on the conference committee will be able to reconcile the the House and the Senate versions? 
I hope so. I mean, that, that's the hope. And that's, again, why we, we brought this uh, to their attention once again and, and joined with uh, many of my colleagues to say that, that this is something we feel strongly about. It's, we were able to amend the legislation to be very explicit about it. And in the final negotiations, it would be uh, unacceptable to allow the Senate version to prevail that includes funding to restart testing. $10 million, I believe. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, Congressman, listen, thank you for your time. Thank you for walking through some campaign stuff and this all-important nuclear testing uh, subject. Uh, look forward to seeing what emerges, if something is able to emerge, negotiated from the conference committee. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, Lee. We'll keep fighting on it. All righty. We're going to take a break here in a moment, and we're going to set aside our look at the fourth congressional race, and we're going to look alongside our KSL television investigative reporter colleague Matt Gephardt about what happens at polling places. What are the rules for voters? What are the mask rules? What are the campaigning rules, electioneering, all that? What are the rules and what's being enforced? We'll find out with Matt Gephardt next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.